for you to enjoy more than you have now, you must become more than you are currently. And reprogramming your mind comes down to accepting this idea. Change is inevitable. My personal growth is a choice. Welcome. You're listening to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast, and I'm your host, Todd L. Bowerly. You think between 60 and 70,000 thoughts a day, 98% of your life is controlled by habit. If you want to change your life, you have to start by changing how you think. think. When you change you, everything in life changes. If we can see it in our mind, we can hold it in our hand. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 203 of the Reprogram Your Mind podcast. I am your host, Todd Bowerly, and I am working with clients all over the world currently who are learning how to think differently about themselves, learning how to emotionally become involved with what they want, with what their desires are, so that they can align their behavior, their actions behind that and put in the effort required to have the life that they want, whatever success they want, the health that they want, the wealth that they want, the happiness that they want. It's all going to require effort. And I help clients do that. And I'm here to break your heart. I'm here to disappoint you. I'm here to let you down today and tell you that it does require work and effort. In my entire coaching profession, not just working for myself, not just coaching law of attraction and mindset, but as a career coach beforehand and working in health and human services, working with uh, foster kids, working with, uh, with parents and families, every single person that wanted something wanted to get there the fastest, easiest way possible with the least amount of work and effort the least amount of change required on their behalf. If they could get what they wanted and not change, that's the path that they were going through. And I'll tell you what, the results that you have in life, you have because of who you are, of how you think, of how you feel, and the behaviors that you are engaging in. That's why you have the reality that you want. If you want to change that reality, you will have to change how you think, how you feel, how you believe and act. When you become a new person is when your reality changes. So if you're going into this thinking, you don't have to change, then you are completely wrong. I mean, the whole idea of my podcast, Reprogram Your Mind, is realizing that there is work to be done to change something within you to change the results outside of you. I want to talk about a few different examples and completely unrelated areas of this so that you understand what I'm talking about. And I hope that you put in some mental effort to recognize yourself in these patterns. I'm going to give you one simple one from uh, my middle son, John, right now, who is in sixth grade. And every single day, we are having a challenge with his homework, with his projects. He's doing a, a project report on Canada. He's choosing Canada because I used to go up to Toronto to have trainings with Bob Proctor, and I'd be gone for a week at a time, and I'd come back and I'd bring them, you know, little jars of maple syrup and things like that, uh, little pencils with the Canadian flag on it, and that's why he's writing this project. But we're working with him every single day because he has to have really a full page report on the culture, on the people, on the animals, on the economy, things like that. And it's really difficult for him to do. And he said this the other night, he says, you know, in the past, he was talking to my wife, Jennifer, he says, in the past, in other classes, 
he really didn't put in the effort to do any writing. He kind of just faked it and it was enough to get by. And now when he actually has to do some research and have some content and have a coherent, uh, a coherent paragraph, an idea, it's really hard for him. And so he procrastinates putting forth that effort. He's thinking, I hate this project. I'm not learning anything. This is not fun. I don't like it. I can't do it. It's too hard for me. It's impossible. And he looks around at other people that are able to sit down and write out a couple of their ideas while they're working in class. And he doesn't know how to do that because he hasn't trained his mind to do that. He looks at it and he goes, there must be something wrong with me because I can't do this. And really... He doesn't want to do the work, even though we are supportive and we are walking him through this and his teacher is going to help him and he has all the resources. He doesn't want to learn how to do this because he thinks it's going to be so hard. So he'd rather find a way around doing the work. And the, the irony is that he takes far longer procrastinating, picking fights, sitting there being angry. It takes far longer for him to execute than if he actually learned how to write and complete an idea and put it on to paper, put it in the computer. Anyways, he makes it harder on himself. Where do you see yourself in that scenario? And while you're thinking about that, let me, let me shift gears a little bit. When I was a career coach working for the state of Utah and I was coaching people on how to write their resume and how to have uh, better interviews, how to network, how to use LinkedIn, all of those things. I, I always was blown away by the, the, the sheer amount of content that we would share, teaching people really valuable, positive, constructive skills, and then asking what their takeaways were. I was, I was floored that people always chose the idea that was the least powerful, the least effective, but the easiest one to do. And this always happened without question when I would give a workshop to 50 people in a room on resume writing. And I would talk about how to develop your marketing message and how to really discuss your skill set in a new and creative and innovative way. I would talk about quantifying all of your results that you had at a, at a job and talk about the type of language you would have to use to be persuasive. And then how to write a cover letter and how to present it, uh, how to drop it off at an office if you were able to do that. And uh, I also talked about some of the simple tips and tricks. And there was one that I always preface by saying, now you're going to pay attention to this because it's going to seem like it's a really easy solution. And you're going to want to make this the first thing that you change and you will be mistaken. I'm teaching you because there have been some occasions where this has helped people, but you will have the tendency to make the assumption that this will be the magic fix for everything. And then I would say, there are some occasions when it's appropriate to remove your dates of employment. Remove the years, remove the months from your employment section and submit a resume that doesn't have any dates. And the only time that would be good is, and I would give a couple of examples of it. So I put a lot of effort into telling people, this is not the path to do. And then at the end, I would go through and say, everybody, you know, we've got people here, raise your hand. Who's got a takeaway? Who knows what they're going to implement? And without question, there would be one or two or three people that would say, I'm going to take the dates off of my resume. And I would tell them, that's the very thing I told you not to do. There's nothing else that you got out of it. It was kind of frustrating for me. Where do you see yourself in that story? 
Because the truth is, we don't want to change because we don't think we need to change. We think we're perfectly fine as we are. We think it's the rest of the world that needs to change, not ourselves. So if there's some easier way to get what I want, I'm going to find some way to do it. But that doesn't work. Again, like I said, your entire reality, your results that you're experiencing happen to you because of the way that you think, the way that you feel, and the actions that you take. That creates your reality. If you want to change your reality, you have to change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. We don't want to do that. We don't want to change those things because ultimately we feel like we are a victim of our reality. This is the greatest addiction that we have on our planet. We believe that our conditions and our circumstances and our environment, which is just made up of other people, is more powerful than us. We believe that it's everybody else that needs to change, not ourselves. Because we have formed the habit of looking at our life and blaming someone else for the way it is, rather than taking responsibility for ourselves. We don't know how to do that. And this is a very immature state of mind to be in. You know, it's the childlike state of mind. When you can't understand someone else's reasons or motivations for what they do, you assume that they are just victimizing you because they're mean. We have no ability to empathize with other people as children. All we know is something happened and we didn't like it, and we see someone else or another condition or circumstance outside of us as the cause for the thing that we don't like, and now we don't like that condition, circumstance, or person because we don't like the situation that we're finding in, right? When it gets dark outside as a child and it's time to go to sleep because you're tired and whiny, you're going to be angry at your parent for putting you in the bedroom. You could be angry at the sun for going down. It's not really rational thinking. And so we feel like a victim, and now we think in a process that convinces us beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are powerless and that we are a victim, and it is somebody else's problem. And I love this, this idea. This is shared by John Canary years ago in an old seminar with Bob Proctor called You Were Born Rich. He said, if you think that everybody else is the problem in your life, you're going to have to send the entire world, everybody else, to a psychologist for you to get better. So again, these are immature thought patterns that we have that we have never reasoned out of. As you've grown and developed your ability to think in your conscious mind, you've never revisited those old thought patterns. So that's why you remain a victim. You're unable to see the world any differently. And if you still believe that everybody else has to change for you to get better, you are going to be resistant to your own change. You're also going to be resistant to your own responsibility. Ultimately, I think this fear of change comes down to one basic idea that the one constant that we have in the universe is change. We would rather things not change because then we can predict what's going to happen. If we can predict what can happen, we can control it. We can avoid something, right? We can just live in a perpetual state of every day is perfect and wonderful. 
but we, we resist on a fundamental level this idea of change. And that's how people get stuck. If you've ever thought in your life, well, boy, I feel really stuck. I'm unhappy. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not very prosperous. I'm not very healthy. If you're stuck, it's because your mind, your thinking is stuck in the past when everything was just the way that you wanted it when you didn't have to put forth more effort, when you didn't have to evolve. The world has changed, but you have not changed with the world. Your reality has changed and evolved, but you have not evolved. You've remained stuck. You've stopped growing at some point. And you're doing everything that you possibly could, can, to just stay where you're at. And we're not supposed to do that. I believe that violates spiritual law, spiritual law saying we are here to become more. Spirit seeks for fuller expression and expansion of itself. We call that growth. To experience more life, you must grow and develop. Even a child cannot crawl around on the floor forever. They'll never be able to run around and and play games and play outside, and they see everybody else up on two feet walking around, the child has this in innate awareness that they have to become more than they are currently to enjoy more than they have. For you to enjoy more than you have now, you must become more than you are currently. You are here to grow. You are here to become your highest and best self. And if you can accept this idea that change is the only constant in the universe, that tomorrow is going to be different than today and different in unexpected ways. And you accept that idea, you can realize now you have a choice to either grow and adapt or continue to stay stuck. The, the thing is, is you are the most powerful person in your own reality because you have the ability to grow and adapt and overcome any condition or circumstance that is placed in front of you. You can. Now, some people out there face the most dire and impossible and horrific circumstances in the world, and they are the champions of their life. They overcome it. Why? Because they choose to. They choose to become more than they currently are. You have that power and ability. And reprogramming your mind comes down to accepting this idea. Change is inevitable. My personal growth is a choice. If we were to see you living your life the way that you want to be living it, it feels really easy. Like when you project yourself into a future where you're earning the amount of money, you have the health that you want to have, you are happy, it feels effortless. Why? Why is it effortless in that future, but it's so hard here? It's because that version of you living in that future evolved. It became more than it is right now. When you have that realization that, yes, there is ease and flow and all of those beautiful things, and that is available for you, if you become the person that lives with that ease and flow, all of a sudden, the struggle that you're facing today doesn't become an impossible challenge that you want to avoid at all costs. It becomes the opportunity to mold you into becoming that better version of yourself. If you just stop suppressing and fighting against and resisting all of the discomfort of change. So just accept today you're going to grow. You're going to do something that you've been avoiding. You're going to learn something and not just learn knowledge. You're going to apply knowledge to your behavior and you're going to change 
how you are acting in the moment. And this is really difficult sometimes because you are facing your biology, your conditioning, which has a neurological chemical component to it. The thoughts that you think, the behavior that you have, it is represented in your neural pathways, in the chemical expression of the emotions that you're experiencing. And some of those things are very difficult to fight against. But if you can rise up and evolve through those experiences into a new version of yourself, your results on the physical level have to change. They don't have a choice. Your results will change and improve. You can take that to the bank. I think when you realize the divine inevitability of change and you decide to have a positive attitude about that change and growth, I believe that you want to have all of the knowledge and all of the tools and all of the support that you want to have to make that happen. I believe there's very few things that become so scary that you will want to avoid. In fact, you begin to go out and seek discomfort. And when you feel the discomfort and resistance to a new idea, a new situation, a new circumstance, I think you get curious about it. I think you can be curious and lean and go, oh, I really don't like what's happening here, right? That's okay. We can validate that. I don't like this, this situation, this circumstance. I don't like this event. Why don't I like that? What can I learn from this? How can I grow through this? How is this event that I do not like and would rather not have happen, how can this help me push forward? How can this help me get to that state of being where everything is easy, where there's flow? What can I learn and how can I grow through this circumstance to become my highest and best self? Because I know that if I grow into my highest and best self, it's just going to accelerate the creation and manifestation of all that I want. That's how I believe that we can start approaching our growth. The real reason we cannot escape this is the immovable law of cause and effect. That every cause has an effect and every effect has a cause. Nothing happens randomly. There's a cause and an effect to it. The thinking that you have causes the feeling and emotion involvement. That emotional involvement is conscious awareness of the vibration that you're in. How you think affects your vibrational being. It's the emotion and the vibration that you are in that is going to dictate the actions that you are going to take. The behavior. And all of that behavior, if it is genuinely filled with a negative vibration, that negative vibration will go out into the universe and it will call more of it back to you. If you can fill all of your action with the positive energy and emotion and expectancy of success and you put that into your words and your deeds and what you actually do in life, you will get back all of that positive, good energy. It is cause and effect. You know, luck is a word, chance is a word that we have used to label the known effects, what we observe in life, what we see when we don't understand the causes behind it. We say, that person's lucky or that person's unlucky because we don't understand cause and effect. There's no such thing as pure chance. When you realize this, 
when an event or circumstance comes to you that seems like bad luck or seems like chance, I promise you it is an opportunity to show up in a different way, to apply new thinking to that situation, to get emotionally reinvested with what it is that you want, and to act in that faith. It is by the action that we take that a change of our results becomes inevitable. It is a chain of causes. I want to read just a little bit from a book on hermetic philosophy called the Kybalion. Hermeticism is this idea or this philosophy that is sort of uh, behind like religions and faiths. Um, and this is about alchemy, mostly mental alchemy, how you change from thinking negatively into how you think positively. So let me, let me just read this real quick here. Every thought we think, every act we perform has its direct and indirect results or effects which fit into the great chain of cause and effect. So the masters, listen to this, the masters knowing the rules of the game, the cause and effect game, rise above the plane of the material life and placing themselves in touch with the higher powers of their nature, dominate their own moods, characters, qualities, and polarity, as well as the environment surrounding them, and thus become movers in the games instead of pawns, causes instead of effects. The whole idea of reprogramming your mind is to become the cause of the good in your life. That's the whole point of this. Because the majority of people... They're just swept away by the tide of events and circumstances and conditions outside of themselves. They become the plaything for whatever's happening in the outside world because it comes into their mind, they're thinking about it, they're reacting to it, they're acting in alignment to it, and they can never escape that chain of causation. The outside world is affecting how they think and it's affecting how they feel and it's affecting their behavior. The masters take that control on the inside and say, I will think what I choose to think. I will become emotionally and expectantly involved with the idea of abundance of growth and of positive progress and change for myself and my life and everyone I come in contact with. And I am going to act in alignment with that belief. And in doing so, they become the masters of their reality. Now, I want to pivot to another book called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. I've mentioned it before. There's a fantastic chapter in here, chapter 12, called Efficient Action. This is one of those chapters that I go to over and over again with my coaching clients. I bring it up in calls all the time. Efficient Action reads this. I'm going to read several sections from here. He says, you must do all that you can where you are. You can advance only by being larger than your present place. And no man is larger than his present place who leaves undone any of the work pertaining to that place. Now, I just need to forgive and apologize for the masculine gender in which this was written in, in a different time that had different meaning. But listen to this principle again. You can advance. You, right now, you're listening to this. You can only advance by becoming larger by outgrowing your pleasant present place. And no person has outgrown their current conditions and circumstances if they have left undone any work or any opportunity 
pertaining to that place. Like this idea of advancement is about abundance. You want greater abundance in your life, more happiness, more health, more wealth. And if we want more, we have to outgrow where we're currently at. Listen here. The world is advanced only by those who more than fill their present places. When an organism has more life than can be expressed in the functions of its own plane, it develops the organs of a higher plane, and a new species is originated, right? That's evolution. Every day, listen to this, I'm back to the science of getting rich. Every day is either a successful day or a failure, and it is the successful days which get you what you want. If every day is a failure, you can never get rich. Well, if every day is a success, you cannot fail to get rich, right? It makes sense. We want to compound our successes. But listen to this. If there is something that may be done today and you do not do it, you have failed, at least insofar as that thing is concerned. And the consequences may be more disastrous than you imagine. Remember this whole idea of this podcast episode hopefully is driving down, driving home the point that there are no shortcuts to success. It does require effort. It does require change. And if you have an opportunity to do something, to take some action, to make some change, to have some growth today, and you do not, those consequences are disastrous. Why? Listen here. This is why it requires effort. This is why there's no shortcuts. Quote, you cannot foresee the results of even the most trivial act. You do not know the workings of all of the forces that have been set moving in your behalf. Much may be depending on your doing some simple act. It may be the very thing which is to open the door of opportunity to very great possibilities. You can never know all of the combinations which supreme intelligence is making for you in the world of things and of human affairs, your neglect or failure to do some small thing may cause a long delay in getting what you want. Therefore, he says, do every day all that can be done that day. Okay, so when you realize that the purpose of life is to grow and evolve and to change and become more than you currently are, there's a lot of opportunity that you are surrounded by all of the time that you are not taking advantage of. Those opportunities might be different things that you can do proactively to create different results. That follows the law of cause and effect and that string of causation. But it's also about the growth that you have when a situation comes to you that might be a negative or discouraging influence. What are you doing with that internally? How are you choosing to think about that inside? How are you choosing to get or to how are you choosing to remain emotionally involved with what it is that you want and that you're not dissuaded by this circumstance? What actions are you doing in response to that? If you have an opportunity to grow and you don't take it, those consequences are far more disastrous than you can possibly imagine. Now, a lot of this sounds like hustle culture as well. Got to hustle, got to do, got to do, got to do got to do more, got to be more. And that's not really the case. This is about using our mental faculties. This is about thinking different about our opportunities. This isn't about forcing. This isn't about pushing. This isn't about overworking ourselves and stressing ourselves out. This is about just doing those things that are naturally in your field of consciousness that are before you today and taking action on those items and doing it to the best of your ability. Let me explain a little bit more 
He continues in The Science of Getting Rich, quote, you are not to overwork nor rush blindly into your business in the effort to do the greatest possible number of things in the shortest possible time. You see, it's not about the amount of things that you do. No, he says, you are not to try and do tomorrow's work today, nor do a week's work in a day. It is not the number of things that you do, but the efficiency of each separate action that counts. Oh, this idea of efficiency of action. Now, we're not just talking about time. He says here, every efficient act is a success in itself. And if every act of your life is an efficient one, then your whole life must be a success. So how do you make action efficient? Again, this is not about moving things in the 3D world. This is not about doing more. It's deeper than that. Listen to this. You can make each act a success because all power is working within you and all power cannot fail. Power is at your service. And to make each act efficient, you have only to put power into it. Every action is either strong or weak. And when everyone is strong, you are acting in the certain way which will make you rich. And every act can be made strong and efficient by holding your vision while you are doing it and putting the whole power of your faith and purpose into it. To me, that doesn't sound like hustle culture. To me, that sounds like aligning your thinking and your emotions and your behavior with your highest and best self, with infinite intelligence, universe, source, God, however you relate to it. It sounds like always having faith. It sounds like rejecting doubt. It sounds like proceeding forward into change and growth with a hopeful and expectant, abundant attitude. It sounds like taking responsibility for your life and your conditions and your circumstances and rejecting all human tendency to find blame or become a victim of your circumstances and conditions. It sounds like making progress, not perfection. It sounds like learning how to think. In chapter four of this book, the first principle in the science of getting rich, he talks about this. He says, a man's way of doing things is the direct result of the way he thinks about things. To think what you want is to think truth, regardless of appearances. Every man has the natural and inherent power to think what he wants to think, but it requires far more effort to do so than it does to think the thoughts which are suggested by appearances. Here is, again, the secret, this realization. There are no shortcuts to success. The only way that you are going to do better is to learn how to think better. The only way you're going to have better results in life is to do better, to manage your emotions better, and to learn how to use your mind and think. And that's hard because of this thing right now that I'm going to read. To think according to appearances is easy. To think truth, regardless of appearances, is laborious. And it requires the expenditure of more power than any other work man is called upon to perform. There is no labor from which most people shrink as they do 
from that of sustained and consecutive thought. It is the hardest work in the world. And what is the truth that you should be thinking? The truth is that there is a power that flows to and through you, this infinite intelligence, this higher being, this higher version of yourself that knows who they are and knows what they want and knows how to use their mind to create it and acts with confidence and faith. That version of you, that power exists and you can tap into it and you can align your thoughts by it. You can get really emotionally involved in an expectant attitude, confident that no matter what happens, you are going to be the creator of your life, the master of your own universe and reality. And then you show up in this world and be that person and act that way and put all of your faith into that action, whatever it is, into the conviction of what you say, into the belief in what you do. And with every single person that you meet in every single circumstance, you show up as your best self. And when you don't, you realize the error and choose to change and improve next time. That is the truth. That is how you should be thinking. That is the idea to take into your heart, to assimilate it into your beliefs, and make the decision to align your mind around it. That is how you get to where you want to be. And most people don't want to do that work. Most people are afraid to change. Most people, they never change their lives in the end. Decide right now, you are not going to be most people because there are no shortcuts to what you want. This is the work for you to do. And if that's the work for you to do, then wouldn't you want to get on doing it right away? Wouldn't you want to learn all the things? Wouldn't you want to meet all the people? Wouldn't you want to have all the experiences? Wouldn't you want to just go forward into whatever happens next in your life? Wherever you are listening to this, if you're driving and you're commuting or you're studying this at home or you're listening to it while you're doing yard work or whatever it is, there's an opportunity that's coming next for you that you get to decide how you are going to show up. Don't shrink from that work. Do all that you can to show up as that highest and best self. And over time, every single result in your life will change by law. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Reprogram Your Rhyme podcast. Do not forget to subscribe on whatever platform that you're using. And if you could share a rating or a review, that would be incredibly helpful to continue to get this message out to everybody. There's been a lot of ratings, a lot of five-star ratings in recent weeks, and I so appreciate you. But I wanted to point one thing out. There was a review that was left just this last week by a user named Mind Muscle Spirit but it's actually an individual named Tony Morris. And you can find him on Instagram, Mind Muscle Spirit. He wrote this review and I was so blown away by it. I want to share it here. He said, after we lost Bob Proctor, I wasn't sure if I'd find anyone I like to learn from as much as him. I discovered Todd through TikTok and loved his energy. The podcast does not disappoint and Todd explains the law of attraction in a way that makes things really click. My mindset has improved immensely since I discovered Todd's work. And Tony, I just want to say thank you. Your review made me emotional. It brought tears to my eyes because I too miss listening to Bob and hearing from him on a regular basis. And I'm so grateful that 
my work is affecting you the way his work has affected me. And I want to say this to all of you. Uh, there's a lot of people that have followed me on TikTok or, or followed me for many years. You know that I coach Bob Proctor's material, and I will always continue to do that. Bob's work lives on in our results. When we take these ideas and we implement them into our lives and create change, he lives on through us. And that's what I want more than anything for all of you, for you to have a real change in your results. And if you've been listening and you feel like I can help you move forward, I would love to invite you. There's going to be a link in my show notes. You can click on the link and you can have a conversation with me about what working with me looks like. I have some great ideas that I'm going to be putting into action. I'm going to do all that I can to help you guys because I understand not everybody is ready to jump into a coaching engagement nor can afford it, but I have some great things that I want to share with you guys that's going to be coming over the future, over a couple of months here and some different events and look forward to those, those opportunities to do more with this information. Don't just listen to it, put it into action in your life. And I want to invite you to do that. And until our next episode, just remember this, that we become what we think about and so do you.